It's what they called back then a drugstore handicap. Guy wants what the fella calls a sure thing, so he schemes to make it so. He calls in the doc, a nobbler from Antwerp known for his savvy but not for his discretion. Baby, baby. Same on, could baby. be said for Doc's jelly on the side, Gloria. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Hey, which horse did you say it was again, baby? Which brings us to Abe, because Gloria was too much jelly for one outfit. Hey, baby. Is your wife around? What do you want? A wizard, Abe. Uh, Tata, Seymour. Sure. Tell that bitch to open her eyes. Maybe then she'd see more. Seymour says hello! What are you doing calling me here? Christmas came early this year, baby. I got a present for you. Remember my friend Doc? Now, Abe wasn't a nosy fella, but he had a nose. And right below his nose was his mouth. Do you remember Gloria, the hooker? Well, Gloria's got this friend Doc who's got a line on a doped-up racehorse. The fix is in at Aqueduct. Seven horse, ten race. Dope, Doc. And then there was this joker who had ears. Let's get back. And who looked like he could be somebody's uncle. Hey, Max, who's your favorite uncle? Okay, who's your second favorite uncle? Just pay attention. I got something here. And before you know it, folks are getting a big dose of the gimmies. And men start talking their hats off, and that Manischewitz grapevine wine spills in your ear and tells you you got a sure thing, and what's worse is... You start to believe it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show must go on. My name is Roy Dunn. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Tim Kaler. How are you doing, Tim? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. I am soaking wet. It is oh. pouring outside. Oh. <laughs> and I had to run home in the rain. Uh, oh. So if you I didn't... die from a flu, it was for the love of this podcast, so... Perfect. That means you, didn't you have to keep to it going after I die, Tim. Oh, no, well, no promises. <laughs> I'll be watching. I could. How <laughs> How could I possibly do, do this without you? That's true. You don't know any of the passwords. <laughs> yes, that is very true. Yeah. Yeah. Unless unless John can fully take over on that end, then, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm out of here. You're out of here. All right, well, for those of you listening for maybe the first time, and maybe the last time if I do die from this cold, uh, this is The Show Must Go On. This is the podcast where we pitch sequels, prequels, or spin-offs of films that never got it, maybe should have, maybe could have, and then you, the listening audience, get to vote for which one of the two movies you would actually have liked to see. Uh, so, last episode, we did The Way of the Gun. All right. Yes. A very homophobic movie, and we went a little bit less homophobic this week, luckily. Just a little bit. (laughs) Uh, And the options for the movies you could choose were The Way of the Gun 2, a pitch by Tim Kaler, or The Bagman, a pitch by Rory Dunn. And the winner, by landslide vote, was The Bagman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. That I liked your story. Yeah, I liked. it was a it was Hearing a good it. week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of good weeks, let's hopefully make this one good too, because this mm-hmm. week we are pitching. Uh, it was my choice, and we are pitching sequels to Lucky Number Eleven. 
Yes. Now, Tim, I know that you uh, took your time. You watched this well ahead of time, and you've had lots of time to think about this one. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so the reason why uh, Rory is talking like that is uh, I notoriously wait until the day before to try and watch the show. And and this was an okay. so blah, blah, blah. I borrowed the movie from Josh, uh, a mutual friend of both Rory's and mine. Uh, Former former person on the podcast, episode 10. Check it out. He did Chronicle. Yeah. And uh, he is a uh, he collects movies and a lot of people give him a hard time for it because he's got like a, a massive, massive, massive collection of DVD, mostly DVDs, but DVDs and Blu-rays of like pretty much every movie that exists and TV shows and everything. And everyone's like, well, why bother? Because there's, you know, Netflix and Prime and all this. He's like, well, what if it, what if they don't have it on there? And everyone's like, they have everything on there. And like this proved his whole theory of why for you know for him why it makes sense to buy all these things because i've tried everything none of the streaming services have it no nope. you couldn't rent it anywhere if you tried to rent it off of uh like amazon or or google play or like playstation network or apple all of them if because you're in canada you can't rent it if you were in the states you could rent it mm-hmm. which i know is a licensing thing but that doesn't make sense because it's like well i'm not just streaming it i'm like paying to watch it and i could probably walk into a like sunrise and buy it there yeah but here they're like no 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 you live in canada so you can't get it so thankfully uh you know josh's weird obsession he had it but yeah last night i was like hey how am i supposed to watch this thing (laughs) and uh so i just i watched it today after work he i met him for lunch i picked it up uh got home uh watched it and wrote my sequel, and then I came straight here. So, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Also, uh, just just putting out there, if you guys hear screaming in the background, it's because the person who lives below me is insane. Anyways, I wasn't sure if you picked mm, that up. Uh, I can hear do, something, but I feel like... it. Like, what is he yelling? I don't know. I, I try to ignore it as much as possible. Hmm... I feel like it, you know, this should become its own Netflix uh, docu series now. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he'll stab me one of these days, so I don't want that. To well, then it will for sure be a Netflix docu series. Oh, I always yeah. want to make. And then a I don't have time. to do this podcast this anymore. This is my break. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, let's let's talk right. the podcast. I was mostly saying right. that in case people were wondering what that noise was in the background. Um. So, Tim, you had yes. you seen this before? You weren't sure when I, I had set when I yeah, chose. Yeah, I this did. One. Uh, uh, you know what? On second thought, no, I don't think that I actually did. I remember because this is when Prairie Dog. I don't know if they still do, but Prairie Dog's a you know a local uh, Regina um, newspaper. Mm-hmm. They would give away movie tickets <clears throat> on like Wednesday nights. Yeah, and. Uh, so this was one of them that you could get. And so I, I'm i pretty sure I didn't see it. And it was because of the whole Slevin thing. I was like, they they forced it and it bothered me. And so I didn't want to see it. So, yeah. no, I th- I'm pretty sure this was the first time I, that I had seen it. And what are your thoughts? Um, uh, There was some stuff in it that I was like, 
it it, it felt forced. Like it, all the wallpapers, I was like, not every house and hallway has to have some crazy geometric wallpaper. I did like even some, notice that. I've watched oh, this movie I, so many times, and that's not something I've ever really picked I, up on. I don't know how you couldn't. It's like that hallway has like the weird gray and black squiggles down it. Well, you know, they probably did it like they probably filmed in places. No, I'm sure this was intentional. I'm sure if well, if the if they didn't purposely wallpaper all those walls, then they purposely picked places that had those crazy. Okay. Every every room has it's like it's like a every room is basically like an Instagram wall mm-hmm. of just craziness in the background. So I, that kind of bugged me. And then uh, the uh, and this is just a this is a I know a very nitpicky thing, but like at the very beginning of the movie when he's in the car with the kids in the car with his dad. Yeah. And it shows all the other cars. It's like the. It's like the way he parks his car, he wouldn't be able to get out of that parking spot. The, that is a like very the, nitpicky thing. Yes, I know it is, but it bugged me. But overall, uh, I thought it was a pretty good movie. There, I, th- I feel like there's some stuff where it's like, you know, why did he wait so long to get his revenge? And, and I don't and, know. You know it, he, it hasn't been that long. It's probably been, well, how long? Did they say how long it was in the movie? Well, I mean, he was a kid. When his dad got killed, and then he's an adult when yeah, he gets I'd say, his but he could play young, like young adult. Like I'd say, Josh Hartnett could play twenty eight, and that is kid. The kid was like ten. Yeah, maybe. So. I also don't know why they had to do like. Why did he have to? Like I, I, I get they explained the whole thing with um, <clears throat> with uh, Nick uh, Fit. Fisher or whatever his name was. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I don't know why he had to um, pretend. I mean, he wasn't Nick Fisher, but I don't know why he had to pretend that he wasn't Nick Fisher. Like why, why not just pretend to be Nick Fisher? Uh, Because then like the cops would like the cops know who Nick Fisher is. Like some people would know who Nick Fisher is. The neighbor would be like, you're not Nick Fisher. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because it just seemed odd that he, like, I mean, I know they kind of explain it later, but it seemed odd as the movie's happening. I'm like, why is he just going along with this? Like, this is, this is bonkers. So it's like, in my head, I'm like, clearly this guy's some kind of, like, a assassin or something. And, um, but I was just like, yeah, I was like, why would he just be going? And then he also, when he said that he had Anna, 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 anathaxia or something like that, I had to look it up. Uh, like when Lucy Liu is asking him why he seems so laid back about everything. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Oh, I have, I have Anna, whatever it was." Yeah. Uh, and uh, and she's like, "Oh, what's that?" He's like, "Oh, it means that I have this, this calm thing." So I like looked it up because it sounds like he says anorexia. And I was like, "What? That's not what that is." Yeah. So I looked it up, and then so there is this thing, and I I forget the name of it now, but it, it this it is a thing, but it's not like a diagnosed uh like condition Mm -hmm. it's like a it's like a mental state that you get through meditation or something like that but the way he says it it says oh it's like oh i'm i have this yeah no you're a sociopath that's that's why you're disconnected from everything yeah probably that and also it's just like he's just saying something so that she 
doesn't react weird. Yeah. I also think it's odd in all of these kinds of movies, whenever there is the love interest, how they just are fine with the person being a mass murderer. Yeah. Yeah, I could. I I mean, you wouldn't be. (laughs) I mean, if they're as hot as Josh Hartnett. I mean, I feel like if right now you found out that your fiance was at some point killing people, but they're all bad guys. Well, like, he's all he's killing all bad guys. He's not killing anyone good. Well, we don't know that for sure because he was working with uh, whatever his name is. Good, good cat. Good cat. But yeah, but like yeah. in this one specifically, if you look at the film, he never kills anybody. Like, that's not a bad guy, except for maybe uh, the son of the rabbi. (laughs) Well, yeah. And also, I mean, he didn't kill him, but he, uh, as part of getting his vengeance, killed... uh, Nick Fisher? Fisher. Yeah. Yeah, but he's he's a scumbag. Why? Because he's a loser. (laughs) No, he's not. They specifically say, why did you pick him? Because he's a loser. Yeah. It's like... Oh, okay. Yeah. You know my stance on killing losers. Perfectly right. okay. But no, I, I thought it was all right. There was just, you know, there was some stuff that I was just sort of like, like the 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 part about like the wallpapers, it was just like, it felt like they were like just forcing the style a little too much. Mm. Um, and then, and then yeah, the, but I mean, like the thing about the, the love interest being okay with the mass murder stuff, that's, I mean, it, there's so many movies that are like that. Yeah. <clears throat> But uh, you loved this movie, right? This I'm a, was like I'm a pretty big fan. I think that it just... I feel like the script comes together really well. Like, I like how basically mm. any question you have throughout it is answered by the end of it. Yeah. I feel like these are the kind... This is the kind of movie where they start with... They start with the reveal. Like, yeah. Probably. It's like, they, it's like we're going to have it be... The, you know, it's him getting revenge... Uh, and you know, and then like, and then they work backwards from there. Like, I don't know. It, for me, it just feels like they, it's like you couldn't have started from like when writing this and getting your idea, you couldn't have started from the beginning of like, yeah. Oh, there's this story of the, this kid and his dad and his dad. Like, you know, it's like, no, you started with the twist. Yeah. And, and then you had backwards. to, yeah. Yeah. But that's not, that's not that. It worked, in my opinion, and also that's yeah. How I'm not. I wrote I'm not saying sequel. it's a. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying, like, I, I feel like, yeah, like when they wrap up like this, it's like, you know, it's like they talk about like with George R. R. Martin when he was writing. What did they call it? The Marine Knot or whatever, because he had like all these different plot lines that were ending up there, and he needed them to move on, yeah. and so he had to figure out like how to get it and so like that's clearly someone who started from a certain point and was writing the character stories sort of as they developed and then he was realizing like oh shoot you know the plot needs them to be somewhere else and they're you know the characters have brought themselves here whereas like in this one it's like they you know they started from like the okay this is where they're gonna be and then how do we get them there kind of thing which mm-hmm. yeah it's just a different way but yeah it's like because as I was watching, I was like, man, this is, like, too lined up. Like, oh, and even the cop was the guy that killed his mom and all that stuff. Which, I guess yeah. he just knew all that because of uh, Good Cat's connections. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he probably figured, they 
They have their sources. They can figure stuff out. Mm. Uh, I don't know about you, but for writing my sequel, I found that I am definitely not smart enough to come up with a good sequel for this. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. I When I sat down to start writing it, I was like, there is no sequel to this. I was like, well, no, wait a minute. Come on. Like, the, the main players are all still alive, so something's got to happen. And then so then I'm like... You know, I started, like, my first couple ideas were just sort of very, I felt like they were very derivative, and mm-hmm. yeah, I've, I'm sure my script is still very derivative. But. Oh, really? Us I'm, derivative? Never. Right. Well, I mean, we are, we are. Uh, so how long have we been doing this now? Three years? Yeah, over three years. Right. And we are, as of yet, still not famous. Uh, not only are we not famous uh, script writers, I also would say... It's pretty safe to say that we're not famous podcasters. Yeah, that's fair. So, yep. Yeah, so uh, I think if anyone came here looking for the next uh, big script, uh, the we're going to give it I to mean, them <laughs> right now. This is this is the one, right? This okay. is the one. <clears throat> I've definitely right. wrote stuff down this time. Wink, wink. It, uh, I I did I did write stuff down, but uh, as has been pointed out, it was written down about an hour ago. So yeah, uh, you know what? Why don't we get into this? Let's get some. Let's make some money. Let's make some moves. <laughs> let's uh let's get into my pitch uh, right now, which is called Mister Mister Bad Dog. Okay, I see it's what not, you did. Yeah, yeah. It's a bad name. I've. Uh-huh. It's not a good name. But I mean. He, what was it even uh Slevin Oh now I get it. His when he said that the whatever like the Hebrew word was good dog. Yeah. The ah. Hebrew dog is bad dog and then he's good cat. Right. Okay. I just fig- like I just pieced that together now. <laughs> I told you there's moving parts of this thing. There's probably I wouldn't be surprised if there's things that you missed the first time that if you ever go back yeah. and watch it, you'll be like, Oh, I never got yeah. that part. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when you when you just said bad dog, I was like, oh, I get it. Because a good cat. I'm like, wait a minute. Hey, that's just like, it. and it's like it all like fell in, and I was like, oh, Tim, you're an idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I definitely feel like I don't know if I picked anything up this time, but on rewatches, I've definitely picked up on things that I hadn't before. So, yeah. Anyways, so mine is Mr. Bad Dog. Terrible mm-hmm. title. Terrible title. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we would open on just a few scenes. Uh, th- specifically, I, I have this in here for one reason you'll find out shortly. A few scenes of just Lucy Liu and Josh Hartnett just hanging out, just just being together. Because, in mm-hmm. my opinion, one of the best parts is they had very good chemistry together, I felt. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So I just kind of like them hanging out. Uh, they've been together there since that time. It's been like, I don't know, probably around the right time, like, I'd say 10 years after the events of the first one, um, and they're still together, they're probably, I don't know, I, they didn't name the city in the first one, so they're, they're in a different city, but again, they don't name it, it's just some generic city kind of thing, um, so we get a few scenes of them hanging out, having, living their life together, and then, of course, someone comes a-knocking, uh, they're looking for Mr. Goodcat, who has, who retired five years ago, they say, and, mm-hmm. like, uh, Slevin is just, like... Also, he'd keep the name Slevin. I feel like it's kind of, like, he... That's just what his name will be from now on, kind yep. of thing. Yep. Uh, um, 
So Slevin is just like, I don't know where he is. I We haven't seen him since he retired, even before that. It's been so long, we haven't seen him. I don't know why we come to me. And so they kidnap Lucy Liu because they're just like, you're the only person he trusts. You're going to find him because Cindy wants to talk to him. And then Cindy is basically like the crime lord of this er- t- town. She rose to the top. She's played by Julianne Moore. Because uh, I think that'd be fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Slevin doesn't really know. He doesn't know where he's going to go. So he decides, okay, I know who... Uh, I know the last job Mr. Good, Good Cat did it, before he retired, so he hits up the person that hired him for that to see, okay, maybe he'll know like where he went afterwards. And that guy's name is Kip the Jip. Uh, he's he's romantic. That it's a, I know it's kind of a racial yep. slur, but they're also it white, is. so it's fine. Okay. It might. I'm I'm mostly joking, but also I just I've use that name I a friend of mine put that in one of their scripts one time I think that's just a very funny fun name and then just we're just gonna keep it I don't know you guys can get angry at me if you really want are you angry at me Tim <laughs> no, I'm I'm just laughing at your I don't know if it's justification or backpedaling that you're you're scrambling I'm laughing at that yeah hey it's better than calling the the gay carry the character the fairy the entire movie yeah i mean you know and when i saw that i was like oh this isn't good but then also like that is a sort of a gangland like a a mafia thing yeah uh like they they do like i feel like that would almost be if there was uh you know the boss's son was gay his name would be whatever it was something i can't remember what his his name was but i don't know if they ever actually say his name i think they just keep calling him the fairy they they do but it's a it's a it's like a hebrew name like okay uh, and i can't i don't remember what it was but yeah uh but yeah so i feel like that would be the kind of thing that would become the the name but it still was very like yeah yeah it's not as bad as the way of the gun that's what i said off the top nope so so yeah, he goes to Kip, and uh, he's just like, "What was the last job he hired Good Cat for? I need to find him," kind of thing. And Kip's just like, "Oh, I haven't seen him in years or whatever." Uh, and uh, Slevin kind of puts the pressure on just to find out what the job was. It was to, of course, kill a kid because that's Good Cat's thing. Apparently, he kills kids. Uh, hmm. Yeah, why not? I don't know. Well, he he doesn't just kill kids. He because he said it. He takes the jobs that no one else will take. Yes. Yeah, so. I know, but I mean, that's that was his last job. He had to kill a kid, right? Uh, so th- that's when Slevin's just like, okay, that's probably why he quit, kind of thing. Of course, then Slevin would be kidnapped from Kip's place as he's leaving by uh, Bull and Fingers. Bull is like Batista, basically. He's just the big silent guy, and Fingers is a guy with no hands because they, and that's why they call him Fingers. Uh, yep. Yeah, of course. And they take him to uh, Cindy. And Cindy's just like, I want to know where Good Cat is. And, like, Slevin's just like, I know I'm looking. You need to give me more time. And she's like, why are you looking? And then it's revealed that the first person who was there wasn't working for Cindy. His name is, uh, they just call know him as The Watcher. They don't know who he is or where he's from or anything. Uh, but he's 
like uh, he he must be looking for good cat, but he's, she's just like I don't know why he would want you to think that I was looking for him, but I am looking for him. So you go find him, and if you don't find him, I don't know. We'll also kill your girlfriend. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna be scrambling a lot here, guys. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I'm close to where where I ended writing because oh man, I had a very busy week. I'm very sorry. This isn't gonna be a good. This isn't gonna be a great pitch for me. Uh so yeah, Slevin he leaves Cindy's place and then he meets up with Mister Goodcat because of course they had planned this whole thing. The Watcher is working with Mister Goodcat. Lucy Lou had been planned on getting kidnapped. It was all a ploy so that he, so that he, uh, Slevin could get in with, it's basically a repeat of the first one. It was a ploy so he could get in with Cindy, uh, and the whole reason he wants to get in with Cindy is because Cindy was the one who actually hired Kip to hire Mr. Goodcat to kill the kid. Mr. Goodcat didn't kill the kid, he hid the kid, and now Cindy's looking for him because he, she found out that he had not done the job, but he got paid for it still. Because mm. uh, he can't kill kids anymore, and then in there would be revealed that uh, well, that actually Lucy Lou and Slevin have been watching the child for a while. They basically adopted this child because um, it was actually like a baby. They wanted her to kill him mm. to kill a baby because... Uh, to send a message to someone, because, sure, why not? And so they had been raising this kid. The kid had been sent away for this uh, before all this happened. And, yeah, so now they go in and they kill all of Cindy's people. The end? I don't know. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very disappointed in myself, actually. Oh my god! I think it's cool. you know who who was it that suggested this? It was someone that actually submitted it, right? Uh yes, yes. It I was. feel like we yeah. Oh that 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 person uh, an official apology. Yes, an official <laughs> apology. This was a hard one to come up with good twists. It it was yes, and I uh, well I mean we'll see when we do mine, uh, but it was. Uh, yeah, this was a, this was a definitely a tough one, and we've said that about some. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's been some movies that we've done that are like. I think there was the one, what was the one movie where it was like, this is unsequelable. Dark City. Yeah, that was one. That was one. Yeah, that was I remember blood. there being an. I remember there being another one where it, it's this is uh, it's usually Moulin me that Rouge, does it, right? where the lead character dies, oh. the other one goes into a deep depression. No, uh, that one I still I still liked our sequels of that one, uh, but no, the, I remember I, I know I did a run of like a bunch of movies that were like hard to make sequels for, but you did this one was was easily one of the toughest ones. And it's weird because like it is a complete story, and like you said, the three like main characters are still alive in the end, and it's not yeah. like it's a sci-fi thrill or anything. It's just it was such a twisty first film that you feel like you want to do that for the sequel and then this happens yeah yeah it was like it was uh, like tropic thunder right yeah right that one was so hard and and the same because we talked about it where it's like even the people who were involved in it were like i don't think there's ever going to be a sequel because how do you do a sequel when so much of what made that movie so good was that it was like 
all these people in this certain like in this situation. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. how do you recreate that? How do you get a bunch of people uh, unknowingly in a you know a war zone kind of thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, I apologize, and <laughs> you know what? I'm still confident, though. I still think I got this one in the bag. <laughs> Uh, so let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll hear, uh, Tim's pitch. Now, there is no such person as Slevin Calevra, as far as I can tell, which means, uh, the kid was using a pseudonym, which is kind of interesting, him picking the name of a dead racehorse, and keeping company with the boss and the rabbi, seeing as how they had some involvement with that very same horse. I thought to myself, you know, maybe it means something. Then again, maybe it's just a coincidence. Name got to come from someplace, right? I guess none of this really matters now that the kid's gone cold. Ah, one more thing. We got a new guy in the precinct. Jewish fellow, funny little guy, talks a lot. Anyway, in case you're interested, he says the name Kalevra is Hebrew. Says it means... Bad dog. Twenty years ago, he used to be my bookie. I used to sign my paychecks over to him. All right, we are back, and you know what? I'm gonna say I'm ready to claim my victory, Tim. <laughs> Give what? Would you believe? Would you believe that I have the exact same pitch that you did, like word for word? Uh, I I would. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Okay. But anyways, uh, yeah, you you can be as cocky as you want and think that you're going to take this, but I mean, no, I I feel like I feel like I've got this. Anyways, here we go. Are you ready for me? I'm ready. All right. Uh, so mine is called Lucky Number Eleven Two. Uh, until I come up with a better title. Um, so uh, Good Cat is kind of sitting in a park, uh, and uh, so he's clearly retired. Uh, he's just sort of sitting there. Uh, I feel like he would be the kind of person that when he retires, he just would not know what to do with himself. Mm-hmm. So he's just kind of sitting in a park feeding pigeons or something like that. <clears throat> and a guy walks up to him and shoots him. And, uh, and then just immediately walks away. And, uh, so, but, he, uh, as he walks up, like uh, good cat doesn't see him coming. Like he's to- totally uh, taken by surprise, yeah. uh, shoots him and walks away. But good cat's not killed. He's just, you know, badly injured. Of course, the person who's walking away thinks that he's killed him. Good cat ends up in the hospital, uh, and Slevin goes to visit him. And so, uh, good cat's saying like, okay, like, you know, I, I need you to, to, to get this guy. Like someone obviously tried to take me out and I need you to go and, and get him. Mm-hmm. And Slevin's like, no, I don't, I, you know, I don't do that anymore. I'm out of that whole thing. And he's like, come on, like you, you are the person. He's like, we'll get somebody else to do it. And he's like, why does it have to be me? He's like, no, this one has to be you. And he's like, why? He goes, cause I'm pretty sure this was, uh, Fitcher's son. Fisher? Fisher. 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 Yeah. He goes, this was Fisher's kid. Mm. And so, uh, so yeah, Slevin's like, what? And so, uh, he's like, um, yeah, where was I? I already lost my place. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it was, oh yeah. So, so, uh, uh, 
after they'd finished their whole, uh, whatever they call it, Kansas City shuffle, then, uh, you know, um, Good Cat became aware that uh, Fisher had had a kid. Uh, and he, he was, uh, when he caught him at the train station or whatever that place was, uh, he was like trying to flee the city cause he owed money to these guys and he was trying to get away to like, before they found out about his, his kid and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so good cat found out about the kid and was like, okay, well, I'm not going to do anything, but I've got to keep tabs on him. And his whole like paranoia world assassin thing was like, well, you know, your dad was killed and and look what you did. So I wanted to make sure that he wasn't going to get into anything. Uh, and he just was just in his retirement or whatever. He got caught, uh, you know, slipping a bit and, uh, and this guy, you know, got him unaware and took him out or well, tried to take him out. So Slevin goes home, uh, to Lindsay, his wife, uh, Lucy Lou, and they, uh, they are now living a normal life basically because he looks like when he's in that train station, he looks like he's, it's that whole thing about like, uh, you know, revenge doesn't give you, you know, the peace that you need or whatever. Right. Mm. So when he's sitting there, he seems to be, you know, still unresolved, right? Like he doesn't, he doesn't seem like he it doesn't seem like what he just did made everything feel better for him. So I feel like he would just be like, okay, I'm done with this. He's finally found someone that he loves and they're just going to, and they're just going to make their own life. So, uh, so they have a normal life. She's still working as a coroner, but they've moved out to some suburbs or some other town or whatever. Uh, she's working as a uh, coroner. He's a, uh, like a construction manager, like works on like a home, home building and stuff like that. Yeah. And they have a little girl. I didn't give her a name, but it could be any name. Doesn't matter. Jessica. So, uh, so Slevin gets home and he tells uh, Lindsay about how Good Cat got shot and how he's like saying like he needs him to to go and um, sort of avenge him and it, it, he thinks that it's uh, Fisher's uh, kid that did this, and but he doesn't want to. And Lindsay's like, "Well, you." Like she goes, you, you have to do this. Like if, if this has happened, then you need to do it for him. And what if this guy's going to find us? And so you need to take care of this. Uh, so Slevin, uh, tracks down, uh, Fisher's kid who I also named Nick. I just thought it would be a Nick junior situation. Mm. Um, and so he finds him, uh, this could be done through a whole bunch of, like we could have him, you know, trying to find out who this guy is and everything like that and, and finding out where he lives and works and all that. And, uh, and so he's kind of, uh, like stock, not stalking him, but he's like, you know, uh, casing him, I guess, like figuring out his moves and what he's going to do. Uh, but as he's doing all this, he kind of realizes like that all that this is, is this is just the continuation of a cycle that he himself also was a part of perpetuating Mm -hmm. where, you know, like mob bosses killed his dad, like, you know, his dad got involved with, you know, organized crime, you sort of passively or not, you know, not actively involved by like actually doing crime, but, you know, going to see a bookie and then, uh, gets, gets killed because of it. And, and then, and then as he grew up, then he got involved in it all. And then he killed, uh, you know, uh, what's his nuts, the, Fisher, who's also sort of passively, right, who's passively involved in this because he's just a guy who's gambling and is in debt to bookies. And and so 
like that's really the only reason he gets killed. And so I felt like it was like he's sort of realizing like, oh, like it's I've just kept it going. Right. So he breaks into Nick Jr.'s house or apartment, whatever it is, and he's waiting for him there in the dark. And Nick Jr. comes in and he sort of reveals himself to Nick and there would be a little bit of a showdown, but he, you know, uh, Slevin ends up like diffusing the situation and he's like, Hey, look, you know, this is, this is what happened. And yeah, your dad was, uh, caught up in it and he, he didn't deserve what he got. You didn't deserve what you got. And so he's trying to make things right. Right. He's like, okay, can, let's figure out a way to move past this. Like if you need money to help you with stuff and he, he can say it like, and he's saying like, it didn't, I know what you're trying to do and I'm here to let you know, like it didn't make things right for me. So let's try and figure out a way to actually make things right. And so, uh, the, uh, Nick Jr. is like, well, I, you know, I, I really wish that you maybe had come to me about this sooner. And he's like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, I've already sent, uh, he goes, you know, I've already taken care of your, your wife and kid. And so of course he loses it and, you know, they have a big fight and he ends up kill, uh, Slevin ends up killing Nick. Mm. And then he, he's like racing out and he ends up, uh, I, I, I figured he probably like took a train or something. He, he took something to get into the city, uh, to track down this guy. So he has to steal Nick's car to get home. Yeah. And so he like steals Nick's car, races home, uh, you know, comes screaming into the driveway, pulls up to the house, sees that Lindsay and the daughter are still there. They're perfectly fine. And he like, you know, panic running around the house trying to find out like, where is everybody? You know, what happens? Uh, and then he like, Lindsay's like, what's wrong? He's like, well, I, he, I went and saw him and he told me that he'd already sent, like he'd taken care of you already. And he's, and she's like, no, we haven't like nothing's nothing's even been strange since you left. And so then they're like, okay. So he does like a little check and he's just very happy, hugs his wife and daughter and everyone. He's like, oh man, like maybe it was a bluff or whatever. So Lindsay's like, okay, I'm going to go get some groceries and then we'll have dinner. And she gets into the car that uh, like Nick's car that Levin stole. And as she starts it, it explodes and Lindsay dies in the car, uh, which I felt like it was like, you know, sort of like he brought, he like, uh, very really realistically brought that into his life. Like if he'd left the car there, then that wouldn't have happened. Okay. Uh, so, uh, and then this is where like sort of how your ending was like, I don't know, they kill everybody. I don't know. This is where I ended. I was like, okay, well, I, you know, uh, I've got, it was, well, that Miranese knot thing. I've got a good cat in the hospital you know, potentially paralyzed from a gunshot to the, the back or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Nick Jr. is dead. Uh, uh, what's her face? Uh, Lindsay's dead. And now it's just Slevin and his daughter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, uh, <laughs> well, what I actually wrote at the bottom of my page was just suicide question <laughs> mark. Uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, I, because he, he, there's nothing like he doesn't have anyone that he can go out and seek vengeance on. Yeah. Because he's already he's already he already killed everyone that killed his dad, and now he killed the person who was going was trying to kill his wife, and then he ended up being the one to actually kill his wife. So wait, uh, just wait. So why did Nick's car blow up the second time it got started? I I don't know. Okay, so. So Nick was really riding on the fact 
that Slevin would kill him, steal his car, and then that somebody well, else maybe, would maybe, start Well, maybe, maybe, maybe what it was, <laughs> maybe what it was was Nick was like, I'll drive it to their house and leave it in their driveway. And... <laughs> And with the keys in the ignition, and they'll be like, sweet, we want a car. And so he had to have it delayed. That's what it was. <laughs> I'm not a scriptwriter. <laughs> You're also not a very good assassin, Tim. No. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. Uh, no. Uh, uh, yeah. It was... Uh, well, yeah, I, I even feel like, though... When you say the assassin thing, like Slevin's plan to get to those two guys was also very convoluted. Like, did he really need to go through all? Like, I know he says, like, by taking this, you know, taking the identity of someone that uh, owed both of you money, that you it would give me access to both of you. But I mean, even that, it was like he still relied on them. Like, like after he killed the. Uh, the boss's son, he still relied on, it's like, they're gonna call good cat. Uh, even though like the, the rabbi said, like, I heard you hadn't been working in well, this town. No, it's because Nick killed the son. And then, uh, Morgan Freeman, he, knowing that Morgan Freeman would call good cat because good cat was like the only one who would be able to kill, who would kill the rabbi's son. Yeah. I know that that's what they said, but it just, it, like there was a like, he doesn't know one hundred percent that he would be the one. Like, there's got to be a lot of hitmen that he could hire. Yeah, but like, it's I think it's implied that like they're kind of untouchable in the city for the most part. Yeah. Anyways, uh, producer John jumped in and said fingerprint ID on the car steering wheel, so that when her fingers touch oh. it, it will blow up. But I will hey. also. I want to also point out that is not a thing that exists, and I guess, but I mean, sure, <laughs> why not? There you go, Tim. Yeah. Thank you, John, the the actual assassin of the group. The actual assassin. Uh, well, but even, like, when they had the part about, like, uh, you know, when uh, Good Cat shows up at the bosses first, and he's like, I need to see his books, mm-hmm. and he's like, why? And he's like, I need this guy, and then... It's like, okay, bring him to me. And like, what do you need him for? And he's like, because he's a loser. And they're like, okay. It's like. I mean, I feel like they trust Good Cat. He, they have a good record with him. He's but a do they though? assassin. Yeah, but it seemed like for sure the rabbi didn't trust him. Yeah. Because it just, it just was sort of like. You know, I think when the he's rabbi like, yeah, didn't him trust him because he knew he was in town to kill the rabbi's son. Maybe it just that whole thing to me was just sort of like, why? Like, it just seems like, you know, throwing wrenches in when you don't need to throw wrenches in kind of thing. Like, it's like when they would be like, he's like, yeah, bring this guy in. And they'd be like, well, what? I I just asked you to kill that guy. Yeah. Why should I bring this guy in? It's like, because huh, he owes you money. And it's like, yeah, everyone in this book owes me money. I, like, why would I go after this one guy? Like. And why do you care if I get my money from him or not? Yeah. Anyways, suicide. Yes, anyways. Suicide, question mark. The, the, the Tim Kaler go-to. 
Yeah. Also, just put, putting it out there, the daughter's still alive. Yeah, I wanted her to so, still be alive. Yeah. Murder suicide question mark. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. Happy endings. Happy all around. ending. Uh, well, there you go, guys. <laughs> Hope you're happy. Again, again, apology to the person that suggested this. I this believe line. it was uh, Simon. 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 Uh, We're sorry. But yeah, I'm sure sorry. he enjoyed listening to us fail. Like, that's part of the fun of this podcast, too, I feel. I, I feel like, if anything, by listening to our shitty sequels it will only make him enjoy the movie that much more exactly because he'll watch it and be, man those guys are idiots we are this is but yeah. hey if you want to choose which one of us is the least idiot <laughs> you can you can do so by voting for the movies you can vote for which movie you'd like to have actually seen that was uh mr bad dog and lucky number slevin two uh you can find actually that i'm gonna go with Sorry? Lucky number eleven. Lucky number eleven. Two. Suicide. Suicide. Question. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the subtitle. It's it's official. Uh, so you can vote for which one of those two movies you would actually like to see. Uh, you can find the poll in the show notes. You can also find the poll on our website, thekubrickian.com/podcast, or you can find it on our Facebook page or our Twitter. You can just search for the show must go on. Or Shoko Podcast on any other site. While you're there, give us a like, follow, rate, review, whatever people do with podcasts. We love it when you guys do that stuff. And hey, if you have any feedback for the show, or if you actually have any requests that you would like us to butcher, you can you can email <laughs> us at shogopodcast at gmail.com. Now, Tim. Yeah? It is your go. Uh-huh. What do you have for us? Uh, I feel like we've been into some pretty heavy stuff mm-hmm. these last couple episodes so i'm gonna lighten it up with zootopia zootopia interesting interesting disney movie uh yes i i was gonna say because you're going to disneyland and i was going I to am. uh say are you doing a disney movie because you're going to disneyland I actually did consider it. Yeah, like that was something. I was like, I should do one because I'm going to Disneyland. Now, there's not a lot of Disney movies that don't get sequels. No. So. Wait. um This is weird. I just Googled Zootopia and it came mm-hmm. up as Zootropolis. That's the one I'm thinking of. Wait, isn't Zootopia? But I thought it was called Zootopia. Well, obviously I thought it was too, but let me just. Uh, I no, it's Zootopia. This is so confusing. I don't know. Let's research it. it. Let's let's talk about this next time. The weird name oh. origins of yeah. Did you yeah, Google it? Search Zootropolis. Zootrop- you search Zootopia. Yeah, and then it says Zootropolis. That's very weird. Anyways, huh. uh, Zootropolis. Zootropolis, the Mandela effect, as producer John. There's even said. a poster. There's even a poster that says Zootopia. Zootopia. It's gotta be Zootopia. Like Zootropolis is probably like its European name or something. Yeah, Zootopia. Zootopia. Yes, that that is what it is. Anyways, are you gonna ask Judy and Nick while you're at Disneyland what they should? <laughs> Tell me what the sequel is. 
<laughs> just go. <laughs> yeah. Guys, can you give me something? Something. I got to take something back. Uh, our podcast is failing. They'll be like, sir, you have to leave. <laughs> How was your trip? We got kicked out of Disneyland on the first day. I kept screaming at Judy Hops. <laughs> I, just, I was finding random rabbits. Tell me. <laughs> Tell me the truth. <laughs> is it Zootopolis or Zootopia? <laughs> uh, well, you can look forward to that episode next time. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, of course, to John Hill for producing this show. And thank you to Cal Melsdis for composing and performing our opening theme music. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Take care, guys. The show.